So I would like to go to some place of crushing analytical depth for a moment, but I think it's an area that you would be comfortable in, so I, I don't feel too bad about ambushing you. Are you ready? Hit me. All right. So one of the things that we could explore and probably will explore in this discussion is sort of the age of comics this was written in and like what artistic school it was in and what the theory is and that sort of thing. But there's all sorts of interesting launch off points for that. And one is one that I don't really know anything about. We've explored this before when we looked at the Marvel movies and the transition from comics to the Marvel movies and an Alita battle angel, God help us. And I guess what I'm saying here is there are artistic schools of thought and they tend to happen at the same time. Your, with your knowledge of how these things interact, do they tend to be related? So when there is a painting school of impressionism, is there a writing school that has something, anything at all to do with that? And is it useful to group the two in any way? So to, to see if I understand what you mean, do you mean that uh, like if we if we try to pick out a discrete historical period in painting where there was a dominant movement or one dominant movement among a few that you could you could trace like find an analogy for that in literature that was like that like that that literature and painting were talking to each other in a way that is like historically like it's it's Purposeful. um yeah, well, they're, they're, they're like having a conversation in that exact moment and they're kind of thinking about things in tandem. Is that what you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not an art historian. Uh, I do know a lot, of, a fair amount about literary history. I will say that, like, for instance, the sort of initial theorizing of, you know, what we call high literary modernism. So, you know, James Joyce, Ezra Pound, Virginia Woolf, that crew a lot of it happened, not only were they very much informed about what was happening in other art forms, including especially visual arts in many cases, they, there was, you know, there was a broad, there were broad movements that were lumped under the aegis of modernism. And like, for instance, the, the sort of early strokes of literary modernism, like Heart of Darkness, which precedes, you know, Ulysses by, I forget exactly how many years, but a good, a good amount, uh, you know, the way that I learned that, that that kind to study that kind of literature was to say, like, one of the profound shifts of literary modernism was this sort of indelible interest, this sort of this interest, the central interest, I should say, in subjectivity and the way that sort of all kinds of sensations and perceptions of truths and facts kind of, you know, the, this, the, the central star that they orbited was just the individual subject and their experience. And mm-hmm. so, and that's one way to say that is their impressions, right? So impressionism itself as a painting school is about that to a great extent. And then the literature of the time period was also taking an interest in that. And, and it's, it's kind of important to sort of knock the cobwebs off our, bra- our sort of post everything era brains and be like, yeah, at one point it was not, not so very long ago in the grand scheme of things, it was radical to say, ah, what if instead of trying to stabilize some kind of absolute truth, some kind of like irrefutable point of view, we just say, well, my subjective point of view is different than yours. And we're going to take an interest in 
some, you know, some someone's subjective point of view, be it mine or someone else's. And yeah, so so to answer your question, at least at certain time periods, absolutely yes. I mean, I'm sure if you're a medievalist, you would say like, well, I mean, in a much more culturally bereft, in some senses at least, like time period, like yeah, anyone who was interested in the arts, they probably would have all in a geographical area all known each other. Maybe they were all part of the same monastery. So like, you know, yeah, I think in the most sure. literal sense, that's, yes, that's inevitably true. Does it happen now? I mean, I think if we're talking about now, you'd have to say, my version of it is something that I thought would be good to bring up in conjunction with this. Something that I wanted to needle you a little bit about um, that I'll, I'll hold, my, hold off on that for a second. But like, yeah. well, I, I, you're going to, you're going to want to answer me immediately, but just, I'll, I'll give you a chance. Just, just let me say this and then I'll say one more thing and then you can answer. But what you I was going to say was when we were initially texting about these, this comic book and this movie, I started to want to needle you because it seemed to me like you, and you could tell me I'm wrong. It seemed to me like you were almost taking for granted that the comic was better. And I almost got a whiff of like, the book is always better. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I just wanted to tease you about it because that you're, you're a book guy first and foremost above other forms. And that was always the dominant paradigm through most of my life was the book is always better. And we've kind of shed that. And I think one reason that we've shed that reflexive view of things is that it's, it's difficult now to do narrative art that's trying to access any kind of wide audience. Again, you can style yourself off as like a weird esoteric poet and do whatever you want. That's ne- that's always been the case. But if you're trying to access any kind of wide audience, like if you're a novelist who wants to get any audience to speak of, really, you need to realize that you exist in this sort of constellation of different narrative art forms and that people see them, the average audience member sees them all bleeding into one another and will compare your work to video games they play, to movies they see, to TV shows they watch, maybe even to stuff they see happening on Twitch or t- TikTok. I don't know. But sure. the point is like, the point is like, that's that's where we are now. So the conversation, if, if anything, I think between arts is more capacious than ever. Many would say it's sort of, it had, it's lower quality or, or stupider than ever. I'm not, I don't always buy that. I see where they're coming from with that because like the, what I'm describing puts these dominant corporate art forms like it to the brings them to the fore in a lot of ways and makes it really hard to get past their primacy hey everyone what you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode to hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content as well as our patrons only discord chat become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash Podside Picnic.